Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. This is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Humble Warriors. So I wanted to talk to you about your trip this weekend. Yep. You went to San Diego. I went to San Diego for a conference. Um, It was called the Power Personal Story Conference with Bo Eason. I think I'm doing that right. Who's this Bo Eason? Bo Eason, uh, first of all, I saw Bo Eason speak in Massachusetts with my daughter. She went to some medical conference, um, high school kids all over the country. And that's where I saw him speak. And I was like, wow, that dude can bring it. And I looked him up and because I wanted to learn from him. And he is a former NFL player. I think he played five years with the Houston Oilers. He got hurt. And as soon as he got carted off the field, I think he said he wanted to be an actor. And so he's got a, you know, an interesting background. And he went out and to, uh, wrote a play called Run to the Litter. And it was a one-man show on Broadway. And he did over 1,200 shows while being in New York. And from that, that's just opened him up to uh, being what I think is one of the top, you know, public speakers out there and saw that he had this conference. And so I signed up actually immediately when I saw him in June, his October one was sold out. So this was the one that I went to in April. Okay. So this is a a personal development conference to help you learn to be a public speaker and tell your story and and, yeah and tell your story and it's interesting I think as more diving into this and doing the hay house stuff that's where kind of everything is going now people want to hear people's stories and so you know like the hay house event something like this I mean Johnny they're kind of like that are like a healing ceremony. I don't know how to describe it. Well, I think this is what's interesting it's, about anytime you go to one of these personal development things. Yeah. Whether it was the Hay House, the two Hay House events, now yeah. this Bo Eason thing. You're going there to learn a skill. Or right. To, or to learn a process or something like that. You know, right. they help you with kind of the business side of what you're doing. Yep. But at the end of the day, what inevitably happens is you do some spiritual fitness work while you're there. Absolutely. Because just the nature of the topic that you're talking about and probably the other like mem- like-minded members in the audience. Yes. And that's why I wanted to talk about a little bit before, you know, in a little bit we've got a guest coming on, mm-hmm. um, Lars Gustafson. Yep. Um, who is the, what is he? He's the uh, founder of the body. Mind Nutrition and Body Mind Institute. Okay, so he's going to yeah. be on when you're going to be doing this interview solo. Yeah, my first one. Yep, um, because I'm going to do a little producing here. That's it. Um, but just really quick, you know, I think when we were talking about what had happened while you were there, I think the interesting thing was all these discoveries you made about yourself. Yep. And I wanted you to share a little bit about that because I think that that's what was important about it. It wasn't yeah. so much that you were going to learn this stuff, but right. you, you discovered some new things. And I got clarity. You know, I was getting, I'm getting clarity as I've been going down this path. And just to back up, this is kind of what you and I talk about, spiritual fitness. We got to always take these opportunities to go somewhere alone and challenge ourselves. And this is kind of, you know, the stuff that I'm doing. And so this is kind of what happened to me. So the first exercise was it was a five minute exercises write down your most defining moment and i was like wow and i thought about it and i was like i really have like five or six but i'm going to start with number one number one because they're all intertwined Mm -hmm. and so write about that so i wrote about that and really what the gist of that was was my experience of being a young boy, loving baseball, feeling most free, and then being in the biggest game of his life at the Little League World Series, being the starting pitcher, and then letting up the winning hit. And as that happened, I heard the most beautiful voice, or most profound voice, profound, I should say. It wasn't beautiful. Profound voice saying, I'm preparing you. So that was my one of my defining moments. Okay. And I'm not reading it word for word, right. but it went on and on and on. Then, which was more powerful, is the exercise was is, is now write it from that other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. And so 
well, mine was this, this voice. <laughs> so I had to ask this voice to write. And, you know, that voice could be intuition, could be universe, could be one's interpretation. But for myself, it's been God. And I could say that. But at that time, at that age, I did not know that. Okay. And so I said, what do you want to write? And Johnny, I bawled like a baby. I couldn't. I said, what do you want to write? And my hand was shaking and I was crying of so much love. And I struggled to write and I shared, I shared what I wrote with you. I'm not going to do that here on the podcast because maybe we save that late for a later day or in the book, <laughs> which I got some clarity on, but it was very powerful. So then after that exercise, then you had to come down to your one, what was called one true sentence mm-hmm. and you had to bring that out to the crowd. Okay. Okay. And so, and everybody, you know, a lot of people s- struggle with this. They went on, you know, more than one sentence or a lot of commas. And my, you know, and so did mine. So mine was like, from what I recall, is when I was 12 years old, baseball was everything. I gave up the w- winning hit in the Little League World Series. And as soon as that happened, when I walked up the mound, I heard the most profound voice I'm preparing you. Is that a one sentence? <laughs> or is that kind uh, of a run on? You know, it's kind of a run on. Right. So Bo is very, you know, he oh, such a support system there. And he was like, you know, from what you said, that could be more like a show. Like, it seems like there's a lot more behind that. And that's kind of like the struggle, too, because there is. But I don't think that the point was, is which kind of made it like a healing. And there was not any word of healing in this, is really come down to your one true sentence. And... So the rest of the conference continues, what have you. And then I'm on the plane home. I'm on the plane home. And I'm getting clarity immediately why maybe stuff hasn't been clicking on all cylinders, even though it's clicking, is I've not been listening to my voice, which has been my heart, which back on Christmas, December 25th, 2014, said, write a book, do a podcast, do a website with blog. And it didn't say write a book proposal. Which which you <laughs> which well, I spent a lot of time doing. Right. And it was all purposeful, don't get me wrong, but there's been something that hasn't been clicking. And I was like and I wrote a blog on this so people will see it in the blog, but I was like this 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 is when I shoot myself in the foot and I'm not listening to my voice. And as I wrote that blog, naturally naturally my one true sentence came up, which sums up my life up to this point. And it's in the heart within God speaks. And that's my one true sentence. All right. So I got it. And I think we're on a time crunch. You and I spent an hour talking before this. Well, what I think we'll do is we'll have Lars is about to dial in and then we'll pick up this conversation after. Ooh. That's different. All right, yeah, guys. We're changing so the whole thing up all this, right. week, this week. It's Master all producer, different. baby. Master producer. And to the Bo Eason fans out there, any Bo Eason fans, I have a Don. <laughs> okay. His so, name's John. <laughs> so before Bo comes on, I want to thank Lars, every- Lars, Lars, oh, Lars. Lars. So you get all confused. Bo, Bo we'll, Lars. We'll get Bo on. Though. Yeah. Before Lars Gustafson <laughs> comes on, on. I want to thank everybody that has subscribed to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, is following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, Humble Warriors. I have on a dear friend of mine, Lars Gustafson. Lars is the founder of Body Mind Nutrition and Body Mind Institute. The Body Mind Institute offers compassionate and effective holistic coaching and a series of contemporary holistic video education e-courses. Lars started coaching in 1993 and has worked with thousands of clients in all areas of sports and health. Through his Body Mind Nutrition Institute, Lars has helped impact people's lives by helping them personally discover and pass on a nutrition and lifestyle process that creates a personal discovery of balance in body, mind, and spirit. Welcome, Lars. Thank you, Chris. It's wonderful to be here. It is. You and I, I think we could go back at maybe a couple of years, I'm thinking, when we first talked about um, body, mind, and spirit. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And I, I, and I love what you're doing. I know we hit it off right away, and, 
and what you what you've created is is awesome and you know just thanks for taking the time out of your day to be with us today and share kind of yeah share with us you know what inspired you to create you know the body mind institute so the body mind institute uh vision grew out of uh all the work that was being done with body mind nutrition taking it online we started to have students back in 2004-2005 phoning us from other cities and emailing us saying you know i'd love to come but can't take the time off work or you know afford to and the flight and all that sort of stuff and so started to do the recordings of the body mind nutrition courses and uh, found a hosting service that where folks could access those courses and at the time, uh, we also had um, a wonderful advisory board uh, that basically was, was giving us the full gamut of advice from business to long-term vision uh, and all of that. And one of the things that really came out was the formulas, the systems, the online work really had a larger, much larger picture to it. And uh, so we started to move body, mind, nutrition into the Body Mind Institute uh, concept and uh, Body Mind Institute launched in the beginning of 2009 in its uh, formal sense and then really fully online in 2010 with uh, the David Wolf Nutrition Certification. And then it's been history ever since. Fun times. Absolutely. And you've, I mean, you're ahead of the curve because now you're seeing online courses popping up all over the place. Um in this in this world it's just kind of where the world's going you know and you've got you've built mm-hmm. a fabulous uh faculty and you know and people searching for body mind spirit you know david wolf i know that's a big name you know in nutrition and food and healthy eating who whom else is part of like your your faculty or courses are out there you know that that one could explore well, we have uh, courses now in business with Corbin Links, Elaine Starling. We have self-esteem with Dr. Joel Rubino in Living Your Dream Life and Reiki courses with Dr. Keith Beasley and uh, gardening, a uh, gardening course, herbal courses with Dr. Terry Willard and the Wild Rose College and many more herbal courses on their way and sustainable living and personal growth, inner growth, meditation, all of those uh, wonderful, wonderful topics are covered now on Body Mind Institute. It's, it's such an honor and pleasure to be working with such beautiful, beautiful teachers and faculty members and bringing these courses out to the world. Yeah, it's awesome. I know you're very passionate about it. And as a guy... You know, how did you get into this? Like, could you share some of maybe your spiritual fitness practices that help you keep a balanced mind, body, spirit? Like some, you know, do you have like a daily practice you do? You know, how are, how are you living this type of lifestyle? Cool. Well, there are about three questions in there, so I'll start with the okay. first one. <laughs> how did I get started? Yeah. Well, I think that uh, a, a lot of folks uh, might relate to uh, a time in your life when you know things seem to completely crash. Well, that's what happened to me. And back in 2000, it was uh, it was a business crash, relationship crash. Everything kind of just came crumbling down around me. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, my weight went through a drastic change. Uh, I couldn't make out why weight was gaining in the midst of all the stress. And then all of it lost after the stress. And uh, so it's the humility that followed after that. You know, moving back in with my folks, I had literally nothing. That's, that's about as humble as one can get at, uh, at the age of 29. So, you know, it's, it's starting from literally the very bottom uh, in, in human terms. So the daily practice has continued on since then. It's, continuously surrendering, continuously um, being in a place where uh, detaching from outcomes is so necessary to truly see a larger vision and to be in complete service to 
every person, every faculty member, or whatever the situation that emerges. So from that point of humility, uh, just being in service, that's a daily practice. And then, of course, I really got into meditation back then and still am meditating every day with uh, even if it's just a few minutes and uh, love those little breaks in the day to take the 10, 15 minutes, five minutes here and there to completely clear my mind and approach um, every new situation with as fresh and clear a mind as possible. So, and then the, the last one that really has been uh, a practice that has started over the last, uh, I would say about four years is a daily um, forgiveness practice. And that comes from any emotion, any stress that I get into, any um, stress over an outcome and, you know, so many dynamics in our lives that are beyond our control. Uh, we can intend on an outcome and then something else completely different occurs. And uh, so we stay, we stay humble, stay as detached as possible. And then a few years ago, uh, through all of life experience and meeting new teachers and working with my life coach, Larry Wayne, I came to a, a process of inner forgiveness that has stayed with me ever since. And, uh, you know, having humility built in and, uh, you know, the detachment and all of those great uh, practices that one learns, uh, underneath all of that is an incredible self-forgiveness process that can really, really create that unity with soul, unity with spirit, and uh, create a strength in a day that is just absolutely incredible. So it's that particular process that actually has been one of the most um, incredible daily processes that uh, stays with me to this day and um, really gives clarity of mind, clarity in business, clarity in all of life. Interesting. You know, some of the takeaways I got here and for our listeners, and when we talk about spiritual fitness, you could be creative. And I like how you said, I just want to start with the meditation. You know, sometimes we put so much on our pressure, you know, pressure on ourselves. We need to meditate for X amount of time at this time of the day. But you can just get started by just doing a couple minutes a day when you have that time. And it seems like that's, you know, that's what you've done. Um, when it comes to meditation, and maybe there's other times you meditate longer, but you could be creative with this. Wouldn't you agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, that's where there really is no definition of meditation. Right. It's observing uh, one's emotions, one's state of being. How does one feel? You know, are you thirsty? How's the body? It's a check-in with the body. It's getting grounded outside taking your shoes off and uh, putting your feet on the grass or on the soil. It's uh, grabbing a few minutes of sunshine. You know, there are lots of ways to become still for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that. Creativity you... is always what makes it possible to continue on. <laughs> yeah. And this is something new that I haven't heard. So I've, I was, I, this is uh, music to my ears is a forgiveness practice. And you're so right on that in order to forgive others, we need number one to be, you know, forgive ourselves. And, and that and you can yeah. even follow that with like just being compassionate and kind to ourselves. So therefore we will have the humility and, or the kindness to do that for others, especially like in what you mentioned, like in business or in relationships, because we have this forgiveness practice in place, you know, it's kind of like built in, sounds like to your DNA that, you know, with this daily practice that maybe someone does something to me that I don't like or what have you, but because of this forgiveness practice, you know, I'm going to be able to handle it better than let's say five years ago. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, really when it comes down to, uh, practicing self-forgiveness, what one is acknowledging is that there is some form of limited uh, human perception that doesn't see the grander picture and is attached to the outcome in some way. 
And so, you know, it's, it's like trying to get the world around us mm. to be perfect so that we can be happy. And if we can only get business in a certain way or only make a certain amount of money or have a perfect relationship or any of these scenarios. And when we acknowledge that we are in a discordant state of emotion, that we are in that state and then really check in where that's coming from, it's usually from some kind of limitation, inner limitation, attachment or belief or blueprint. And that's what expands us into more. When we go into that forgiveness practice, it is absolutely magnificent. It, it takes that ownership of that emotion and says, I got it. I own this and, and then move on from there. And then the peace that evolves from there, that comes from within us, starts to shift the external world. And that's the beautiful thing. It's, it's actually effortless from that point on. Well said, and I know you use these two words a couple times, and I've incorporated in my practice and trying to live by them. And if by living by them, it really, to what you said, makes everything effortless is surrender and detachment and how true that is and how, mm -hmm. how it may be so hard. But once you can get through that breakthrough, you really don't want to live any other way. Yes, yes, yeah. because it's it. There's actually a, a sense of peace and also a sense of power that comes yeah. with that. Yes, powerlessness is when we subject ourselves and our emotions to external events, whether they be business, life, external uh, government, whatever mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. and uh, we lose our power and we give our power away. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. And then, Lars, as far as your body, what do you do physically? Have you run the gambit? Uh, do you mix it up? What do you do for your physical health? Or what would you want to at least communicate to the listeners out there that are trying to get a firm understanding of body, mind, and spirit? What do you do for yourself physically? Yeah, the, the ultimate grounding point is always to keep it really simple. So it's you know some basics that one incorporates into life. Um, each and every day. So for instance, later on today, my wife and I are heading out to Canmore to get spring water. Now for a lot of people, that won't seem simple, finding a spring nearby and driving for an hour and a half just to get your drinking water. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound simple. But for us, it, uh, it has become such an ingrained part of our life where we spend three, four hours out of our day once every week to two weeks to spend time with each other, talking, listening to music, listening to an audiobook, and we go out and get our spring water. And um, but at the fundamental core of it, it's having good water and getting rid of the chlorine, the fluoride, and drinking the water in between meals. That really establishes a connection to all of your cells. In that water, we add a pinch of salt to every liter of water that makes the water electrical. We are electrical beings having a human experience, which uh, long and short of it means that every single function in our body is electrical and accessing our intuition, accessing our higher uh, minds, our uh, intuitive minds, our creative minds, our linear thinking minds, all of that is all electrical. So a pinch of salt and water uh, increases the hydration of the water. Interestingly, it's actually the wrong kind of salt in our uh, nutrition that has been heated. It's the table salt without the minerals in it. Um, that's the type of salt that causes water retention. And uh, the health practitioners around the world will tell you to limit that or take that completely out, which I recommend, and replacing it with good, healthy, living <coughs> sea salt. And uh, a pinch of salt in the water is, is one of those basics that is part of every single day. It's all throughout the day. Drinking the water between meals, not with food, so that you get to digest that food properly. So that's up to five minutes prior and starting about an hour, hour and a half afterwards. And unanimously, the effect that I have seen personally and with thousands and thousands of clients over these years and in all the telesummits I've done and all the courses we've done, Every single person comes alive 
when you drink enough water in the day, yep. you put the pinch of salt in, of water in it. It's absolutely incredible how it uh, literally wakes up every aspect of the body and the mind and the spirit. So the real connection happens there. I've had intuitives tell me that they connect so much. Uh, um, well, it's almost like it's basically instantaneous, but so much more clear. It's almost like there's a fuzziness. It's like, you know, on a phone line, you're kind of get your cell phone into a good cell range, that kind of idea. That's what happens when you have that salt in the water and the right kind of salt in your day. And then, of course, it's keeping things alkaline. You know, alkaline nutrition is going on quite a bit and becoming quite well known. And uh, that's the fruits and the vegetables throughout the day, the timing of those meals, making sure that you keep even energy throughout the day. And I use that as all at the base. And then from there, it's a world of nutrition to explore, especially when you get into David Wolf's material with superfoods and elixirs and, uh, you know, taking a coffee and adding uh, 13, 14 different kinds of mushrooms to it, from reishi to shaga to you name it. And you take a regular cup of coffee and turn it into an elixir blast that uh, wakes up the mind, wakes up the body, revs up the metabolism, but while doing that calms your central nervous system. It's, uh, it's magnificent. It's a magnificent journey to keep on adding in. You know, I love how David Wolf says it, add in. Um, over the years, I've always encouraged uh, clients to make simple shifts that can last a lifetime. Uh, it's kind of a tagline for body, mind, nutrition that, you know, just take on one simple thing. So if the water and the salt's the first thing that you've heard, then start there and you'll be amazed. Uh, interestingly, when I feel like my intuitive connection is not as clear or I feel like my moods are uh, a little bit too edgy, maybe stressed, I'll actually find that I'm dehydrated. So I haven't actually kept up with my water intake in the day or the electrolyte intake. It's interesting that a, that a two to three hour period of stress can demineralize our cells. It can get rid of a ton of magnesium. Magnesium is responsible for over 300 enzyme functions in every cell of the body. So when you get rid of magnesium, you become insulin resistant and you can't absorb glucose and energy properly into your cells. And you wonder why you're drained. And that's what stress does. Stress can really drain the body. But it starts with minerals. So getting a good mineral intake, getting a good balance of magnesium into the day. And magnesium-rich foods are so, so important. But then also really making sure that you have a good multivitamin in place with the way that agriculture is these days and food being not necessarily fresh right out of the garden. If some of you have that, that's so fantastic that you have access to that. But I myself find that with our daily rigor and external uh, forces like electromagnetic frequencies whizzing through the house, (laughs) being by electrical outlets, all that sort of stuff in our modern life. Uh, we require higher amounts of minerals, higher amounts of hydration, higher amounts of alkalinity. And then a regular part of life is cleansing and detoxing. You know, whether that's a small little mini detox every week, can be like a 100% raw day once a week or a half a day once a week, to uh, full-blown cleanses two to three times a year that last from anywhere from 10 to 20 days. Now, that's my personal, ha- personal habits, and those, those took time to build up. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the most important things is to take things on that you know, feel right. And uh, there's also challenging oneself a little bit. It's also a good thing. Um, and so if there's something that you can add in that, um, you know, you have to keep a focus on and make sure that you stay on schedule with making sure you get enough water. Initially, that's what our human mind and blueprint needs. It needs to have those reminders until it becomes a blueprint, a new blueprint. And uh, so those form a structure as the baseline. I find that if I'm not as clear in business decisions or I find myself getting stressed a little bit too frequently, I realize I first check in with my, my physical, you know, doing forgiveness practice is one thing, which is wonderful, but 
I tell you, it can be it can be a never-ending process of stress coming up if uh, if you're dehydrated and carbohydrate depleted and mineral depleted and insulin resistant, you know. And so I've I've actually found that with clients over all of these years, that you know some of them have been through extensive personal life growth processes and you know I just can't shake this one thing. And when I review their nutrition, I see them living very acidic. They're, they're literally not drinking the right kind of water. They're drinking tap water, chlorinated water, and they're not getting the right electrolytes. They're mineral depleted. And as soon as we put those things into place, it's, it's literally nothing short of absolute pure magic, the way that the body takes over and uh, wakes up every single cell in the body, wakes up the intuition. Uh, the gut is so important to take care of with good bacteria and produces uh, over 80% of our serotonin, which is a good feeling hormone and a connective hormone for intuition. And when you bring these things online, it literally only takes days. And life can just seem like you don't know what it was like to be so stressed before because the new you, the, the you that is fully activated uh, with your metabolism and your cells and your alkalinity and all of that, the new you, is literally night and day different than the previous version of you. So you really need to keep it simple, add one thing at a time. I just keep it that way. And then it's always adding in fun new things, whether it's superfoods or new types of cleanses that I try out, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, so... Wow. Well, I appreciate that pinch of salt. I'm a big water drinker and I know, you know, and that's one thing, you know, stressed out of listeners you know, just um, being part of this lifestyle and talking to people like Lars or any a nutritionist or how waters is so important. And you could just start there. And if you're not a water drinker, just start mm-hmm. trying incorporating that um, in your sure, life sure. Yeah. somehow, some way. Uh, and I'm going to try that pinch of salt. I'm excited to try that. They're going to love it. Yeah. It is truly, truly amazing what it does. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Lars, you've given us, you know, so much good info. So what's an easy easy way people can get started on working on their nutrition and lifestyle with what what you've created? Well, the, the easiest place is to begin with a few simple shifts and to realize that and to be observant that when you change something in the nutrition uh, aspect of life, you also shift thoughts and emotions and beliefs. And so one of the daily habits that I didn't get to that I've really deeply incorporated into my life in the last few months here and found absolutely incredible results is tapping. And so that, uh, I don't know if your listeners or our listeners are familiar with emotional freedom technique or tapping, mm-hmm. but it's, it shifts um, a belief and a belief that's actually causing a stress, a stress response instantaneously. And uh, so I incorporate that with the nutrition. So it's, it's looking at life from a holistic perspective, not saying, okay, I'm just going to start drinking water and it'll fix things. Right. Because you do have to work on the other side. I and mean, we, you know, when I first got into the, the aspect of the emotion nutrition connection uh, back in 2001 and 2002, studying Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Candace Pert, and uh, any material I could get my hands on, any studies, etc., that really point to the fact that our 50, 60, 80,000 thoughts that we think in the day, each one of them is releasing a flush of hormones that our cells are responding to. So I've seen so many people who are so fanatical about the nutrition side, but completely ignore the emotion side they're just stressed out and they're wondering why the nutrition doesn't work well the nutrition is completely handicapped by the stress response because the body is always in fight or flight it's always trying to flee or fight whatever it is you're stressed about so your digestive system is is operating at subpar conditions and you have rotting and putrefying matter moving through the body creating enormous toxicity throughout the body your cleansing systems are simply handicapped. They can't work because they're not supposed to work under stress conditions. You're supposed to be getting out of the stress condition. But that um, ancient mechanism that has been built into our system um, 
is is at play, and we need to really look at the holistic aspect. Well, the also on the other side, just working on the spiritual side or the inner side and the thoughts and emotions and forgiveness practice and humility and all of that, all of that is hampered by our bodies not being fully electrical, fully alkaline, fully cleansed, because our our cells, our body, are the connector to spirit, are the connector to the greater, greater morphic field of energy and knowledge and wisdom. So we can be tapping into infinite wisdom, uh, but you know we might be just taking sips from the <laughs> from the stream of wisdom mm-hmm. instead of really immersing ourselves in it. Mm-hmm. And that's where that that connection is so so important to take care of both aspects of living. So I look at nutrition as it's equal uh, and actually even greater on the thought side to watch that. But the nutrition side actually is so easy, just starting with a couple simple things and then observing the reality uh, that emerges from that. Great words, great words of wisdom here. Um, so if I'm, I'm, if I'm a young person out there, it doesn't matter, young, middle-aged, older person, I'm, I'm intrigued with this. How can I learn more? How can people get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way to get in touch with us and to start with uh, courses at the Body Mind Institute is to come to bodymindinstitute.com, and we have uh, free e-courses, we have uh, free webinars and telesummits that I'm a part of and all of our faculty are part of, and there's a form right on the site uh, where you can put your name and email address in and you'll immediately get enrolled into a free e-course and, uh, and then even more e-courses as you go. And that's just a great place to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got, uh, you know, we've got amazing articles, an incredible blog, uh, and that's really the base, the place to actually begin is to start with simple things like the, the free e-courses and then just explore around and see what really um, your, your intuition connects to in terms of the type of education you want to really explore. Awesome. And thank you so much. And to all our listeners, if this is, you know, an easy way or something to dip your toe in, you know, please check out what Lars has created. It's a great platform and there's so much education there. And it could be just that one little thing that gets you on the path. So Lars, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story. You know, I don't label people anything, but you are a true humble warrior. You use the word humble and you shared some very personal things. And, you know, we appreciate that. And, you know, that shows a connection. And it's obviously you've you've taken your purpose and you've brought it out to the world and you've created an awesome, you know, an awesome thing with Body Mind Institute. So I love you, my brother. And I'm sure our paths will cross soon um, in the near future. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on board. Everyone have a wonderful day. Okay. Be well. All right, we're back. We're back. So I want to talk about this Boeson thing a little bit more. Bring it, sure. And this idea of you didn't, you weren't following your voice, your inner voice. That was that initially gave you this idea or this this mission to share your experience through a book, podcast, and blog. Blog. Right? We've been doing the podcast and the blog. You've been working on a book proposal. I I figured out when you and I when we launched all this, by the way, because it all launched at the same time, mm-hmm. and that was it happened December twenty fifth, two thousand fourteen. You and I got together six months after that, and we launched the podcast and the blog at the same time, which I believe was right when I went to the first Hay House workshop, which was the end of September two thousand fifteen. So I think the first blog in our first podcast, if I, my memory's correct, was October 2015. So it hasn't even been a full year. Right, right. So, but this idea, this thing I want to focus on is this idea that of, of your inner voice. Mm-hmm. Because 
I think as we were discussing it, it's kind of this this going down the path and then being interrupted along the way. Yep. And, you know, the idea was I, you've got this great story. You've got all these journals. You've got all these writings. And you're like, you had this, this vision to write a book. What does that mean? So then you get this, this vision, this seed planted in you to write a book, right? Right. And then now you start going through the mental process of, okay, what does that mean? Write a book. Okay, I got this, this spark that said write a book. What do I do? What do I write about? How do I do it? Mm-hmm. All these questions. What am I going to do with it? Can I make money off of it? Mm-hmm. All, these, all this internal chatter, let's call it. Noise. 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 Sure. And so what's happened over the past since well, almost a year ago now, yeah. when we initially talked about this idea, is that you've gone through this journey. You know, we did the blog and podcast the website, yep. and you started down this road of talking to ghostwriters and people to help you write the book, mm-hmm. and then also submitting it to Hay House for the publishing contest, mm-hmm. creating a proposal, but you never wrote a page of the book. All right. And that was the whole, that was the the whole, whole kind of realization you came up with over right. the weekend. But what I want to explore is this because I think it's something that happens all the time, not just to you. I, it happens to me. I'm sure it happens to a lot of people where you've got this, you've got this great thing you want to do, and then it gets, it changes along the way. And then at the end of it, you, you realize that's not what I wanted. And somehow you've, you've taken this journey and taken different paths and you've strayed from where it was you were trying to go. Yep. And sometimes it it's so simple and yet you make something so complicated too. Right. Right? I mean, at least for 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 my experiences which which we're we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And write a book. I mean, that's I mean, it sounds daunting and it is and I've been going down that path, but it's like I should have been writing a book. I should. Well, I didn't, and that's purpose in its own way and figuring that out. But when that proposal was submitted, I submitted it in March, and I had a lot of stuff going on, and you know, with China, right? But I could. I now I wasn't, but I could have been writing, and that is kind of where the uneasy uneasiness, I think, that I've explored was happening. Mm-hmm. So I just haven't been writing the book, right? And how freeing it is. Number one, that I've come to that conclusion, you know, now. Like, that has been the missing piece. And I believe, and we will, only time will tell. That's kind of the, one of the reasons we do with this podcast is because I always come back to one of my favorite movies, Hoop Dreams, you know. <laughs> this is two weeks in a row you've talked about Hoop Dreams. Did I bring up Hoop Dreams last time? Yeah, talked you talked about it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. So we're going to see how this all turns out. But I I trust, and I I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that something's happening i don't know what from what we've been doing this podcast you know the blog but when i start writing things are going to start opening up because that's how the universe works that's how so what god like, works so it, let, let me ask from you. my experiences and i because my heart's never let me down i let myself down <laughs> Meaning that when I don't follow my heart. Right. Well, okay. That, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, we go into that. I go into that, um, you know, mind or think it should go this way or that controlling. Like Lars, like Lars just said on the show is surrender and, and detachment. Like mm-hmm. if I just write the book and just not just write it. Right. Who knows what's going to happen? But just write it. Nothing's going to happen until you write it. Right. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen until you write. But I get all I get all like, "Oh, how you sp-, like you said, how you're supposed to do it." You know, you know, you go to the hay house, which was educational, which was purposeful, mm-hmm. but I let that kind of take control of the situation in a way. Does ah, that make sense? Sure. You well, know, as we come into it, I think that's we, an important point. You know, like I now I learned how the how the whole business side work and because of how I'm wired and maybe entrepreneurial, I kind of turn this into, okay, how, 
how can I put the best thing out there? Does that make sense for the market? As sure. opposed to saying, what's, what, what my heart needs and what I'm supposed to do is just write the book. Right. Uh, well, and, right. you know, well, this don't, don't, don't worry about that other stuff. And that's attachment. Well, and this is a question I ask you all the time is, what, what is it? What is the book? What, what is the book? Right. And the, well, the book is going to be about those, you know, the, uh, I'll tell you what the book's going to be. The book is going to be the story from my life when I heard that voice at 12, all the way up till that time at Christmas and everything that happened in between that is, that I need to get out. Right. For myself. Well, and I just think, to share it. Like and, it's time. Okay. Okay. And however someone wants interpret to interpret it. So when I went to Hay House, because it's, and I, I love Hay House, you know, they, but they're into personal development, spiritual books. So how, cool. so I tailored the proposal to maybe not the way initially my book would be written. I let that kind of. Well, I, I want to take, so you took my question in a different path. Oh, but, I did? Uh, yeah, okay. but I'm going to bring it back. Okay. So when I say, what is it? It is what you're going to write, which you haven't done yet. <laughs> right. And whenever right. I ask you, what is it? What is it? Well, this is it. Okay. Right. And I think this is something that happens to a lot of us, though. I think we do, we do the same thing. We, we say, we kind of paint the vision of what it is right. without living what it is. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And we, because we've, we've titled it or we've put the label on it or we've... Well... We've named it. We've we named think it. it's there. We're, but there it is. But there that's ha- it. Now, now, well, wait. <laughs> there has been a lot of writing along the way. Though. I, yeah, I get it. You yeah. know, I, I did write. I've written a lot of stuff that you know has been passed to Brett, who's helping me package sure. it for that proposal. Um. But the core. But the of core what is, of what is what was inside of you. Right. It's what the spark was. Yes. It is your truth. Yes. Which, and everything you know, else was kind of the, was was the fluff. Was the, got, got away. Got, got away from the truth. Got a little cloudy. Got a cloudy. You know, we got a little yep. overcast. Let's yes, say. yes, absolutely. But now you went not, to Boeson. Now it's a buddy Boeson, and the, it was the not. The skies have cleared a little the bit. The skies have, and that's what I'm saying. This whole thing came full circle. It doesn't. You know, these are the experiences you have, and it just, I guess, at least for myself, just continues to help me. And go along, go along this path. It's just constant growth. It will never end. It will never end. And now the key is to act on it. So well, that, so that's why I bought those. When you walked in my house, you saw like these all these yellow notebook pads. Right, right. That, now I'm on a mission. This, this thing's gonna be. This is the the priority, the priority. Besides us doing, you know, we do our podcast, we do the blog, and I have my three girls. And that that the books, it's gonna be written. Like I'm gonna. I'm ready to get going. Like, are you? Can I get going now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a couple of minutes we'll be done. But I think I think the big thing, like the thing that I get out of it from hearing it, and and just watching it happen over the past right. year, yeah, like the interactions. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. Is that, and forget about the book and all this other stuff. Is that when we're on this this journey of life? And we're going down, and we're living it. There's all these, there's all these things that happen to us, but through kind of the, the, the spiritual fitness practice and the things that you're involved in, and the things that we do to better ourselves and to constantly analyze what's happening to us, you learn along the way. Hey, I went through this whole process to get back right to the beginning of trying to release my inner self. Mm-hmm. And it's not and I think it's going to happen again. It's going to happen over and it's going to happen again and again. I think that's that's kind of this is why we do this. This is why we talk about it every week this, is this, because this is that's yes. what spiritual fitness is is that journey that we're constantly going on over and over and over again yes. and learning from it and moving forward and doing and making changes to improve Absolutely, and and being gentle with ourselves. Yeah, why? Not, you know, like uh, not beat yourself up. Like there'd be a time where I'd beat myself up over this. Sure, 
You know, sure. instead of saying me, you know, a wow, okay. Well, you get what you're doing is you're gaining a better understanding of yourself and your reactions. Yeah. You know, and how you deal with things so that when things happen again, you deal oh. with them in a whole different way. Oh, and can I tell you, because this, as this was going on the plane, I was writing this blog. Because <laughs> this, talk about, this is all spiritual stuff. Okay. This is, this, first of all, has never ever happened to me okay okay and i'm sitting next to a young couple okay so the i'm on the aisle girls in the middle uh her boyfriend or husband's uh, you know on the window and it's me and i'm like whoa i go up i get my computer okay so before i did that first of all i was sleeping and the stewardess came down and i had my like my knees crossed and whacked me with a cart <laughs> Oof, that, I hate that. Yeah, that 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 that, that, <laughs> that, woke, that, that woke me up. Yeah, <laughs> and the couple saw next to me. We kind of all laughed, but I was like, "Okay, great." That that got my computer going. Same person again. As ten minutes go by, is is going down the aisle to get something for someone and whacks my computer. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, like. How did that? Was it hanging off the side? No, you know, it's on the little whatever, the yeah, little the thing. Yeah, yeah, she just she just came running by, and I go, yeah. I and I and I looked at the couple who started to laugh. I go, someone's trying to get my attention. Now I'm I'm just totally just caught. It. It's not bothering me because this is yeah, like yeah. part of the, the the practice. Well, this is the kicker. I was hoping no. there'd be something because no, this is the okay. yeah no, this is the case because but this <laughs> yeah, is two, this is two yeah, times, yeah. and this is all within a span of thirty minutes. Same stewardess, time to pass out the snacks. She goes to pass the snacks over to the young gentleman, uh-huh. right? Crossing me, her nail goes across my <laughs> forehead, scratches me, and I go, "Ow!" The girl and the guy start laughing because they've experienced this. The stewardess feels terrible. What can I get you? And all I did was laugh, man. You didn't get uh, a drink or anything? No. You should I, ask I, for like, yeah. I, I, well, I laughed because they were drinking some sort of whiskey. I said, I could use one of those. But I was just... But that is kind of where you start laughing and enjoying life. And that's where I know I'm making progress where it's just like, okay, what else are you going to throw at me? <laughs> So I and this was all happening as I'm writing this blog. That's all. So it's like in okay. the span of all that, that was also going on. Okay. And the key is how are you going to respond to things when they don't go your way? It's a big part of life. Yeah. Okay. Love over fear, right? From last week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll okay. continue this conversation and we'll see where the book writing progresses. Yeah. By next week, we will have an update for sure. Okay. Thank everyone for uh, listening to us on iTunes, subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast, and following us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod, liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and we will see you next week. Live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.